freedom. Freedom is important. To me, freedom means the right to do whatever the heck I want to do. Amen? That's what freedom is to me. But it should mean whatever the heck I'm going to do, whatever the heck God wants me to do. Amen? That's what freedom really is. Because he gives us this freedom. God gives us freedom. Okay? It's not, not, we don't have freedom because we live in a country. We have a freedom founded by the word of God. A country founded by the word of God, which gives us freedom in our constitution. That's why we have freedom. There's nothing in the constitution that says America is a just and fair place. Because it's not. But the constitution does state that freedom is everyone's right. It's everyone's right. Okay? Even though it's not always given. It's everyone's right, freedom. And Christ gave that freedom to us a long time ago. Long, long time ago. And we're going to talk about these things because I think they're extremely important. Freedom. You have the freedom to do whatever you want to do in your life, especially living in this great country. Because it is the greatest country in the world because we are, it's the largest Christian country in the world. Freedom is a gift from Yahweh, our Father, to all that believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The true Christ, not the fake one. Freedom is also your choice to make. It's your choice to make. What I mean by that, you must make the right choice. And with making any decision, you need wisdom, you need facts, you need the truth, and you need faith to believe in the choice that you made. Because you've got to stand by it. Amen? You have to stand by it. So freedom is extremely important, and we're going to learn today that Christ gives us the freedom, the liberty, as he would call it, which just means freedom, the liberty to stand on the rock. Amen? The freedom to sing a song if we choose to. The freedom to walk the streets if we choose to. The freedom to have any job and go to any college that we choose to. Satan is the one who tries to put parameters or blocks, roadblocks in your life. Amen? And Christ says, I give you freedom. Don't let freedom, the liberty that God gave you, cause you to go left because you don't care about the freedom. You must care about your freedom. It's extremely important. Could you imagine yourself living somewhere else in a different place that don't share these views of freedom, right? Who don't have freedom written in their constitution? It would be a problem, right? It would be a serious problem. It would be worse than it is here, right? It would be absolutely worse. And the fact that we get to choose what road we go down in life is so important. And that's the freedom God gave us. That's the freedom Christ gave us when we're in him, when we're in the truth. Because if we choose properly, if we choose his road, if we choose his way, it keeps us away from a lot of bad and negative things. Amen. When you don't choose his way because he is the way, it brings in a whole bunch of negative and bad things. Okay. I'll document everything. Let's go to Galatians 5, 1. If you have it, say glory to God. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty. Liberty is freedom. When Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. What is the yoke of bondage? Usury is the yoke of bondage. Okay. Lust is a yoke of bondage. Lust is another word for coveting. Is a yoke of bondage. You have a whole bunch of things that are lead to bondage. Sin is bondage. As we want to learn, it's not a good thing. Christ freed us from all these things. 
And sometimes we use our liberty, our freedom, because you are flesh and you do mess up. There's no excuse. I'm not giving you an excuse to mess up. I'm giving you an excuse to not use that card. I'm telling you not to use the card of excuse. There's no excuse in Christ. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. Circumcised, not circumcised in the heart, he's saying here, but just circumcised. Because on the eighth day, you will circumcise every firstborn male and circumcise them to God by the foreskin of their body. And he's saying that if you are circumcised, that means you are under the law. And if you are under the law, Jesus Christ profits you nothing at all. For I testify again to every man, we want you circumcised in the spirit, that he is a debtor to the whole law. You got to do the whole law. If you choose to go that way, you do the whole law. You can't just do some of it. In other words, Paul's saying, you got to believe in the whole Christ. Amen? You can't just pick and choose what laws you want to apply to your life. You can't just pick and choose what ways you want to apply to your life. You can't just pick and choose. Well, I like this thing about Christ, so I'm, I'm going to really stick with that. You can't do that. It's all of it or none. Amen? Christ has become of no effect unto you, whosoever of you are justified by the law. Ye are fallen from grace. That's a bad thing to be away from grace because grace gives us our liberty. Amen? And if you're away from grace, you're closer to death. And that's the problem. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision avail of anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. If you love God, it's a reflection of your love towards God, your faith. And it goes up to God and it comes back down to you double. Amen? You did run well, who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth. No one told you that you didn't have to obey the truth. No one forced you to obey the truth. No one said, if you obey the truth, you're going to be slapped and whipped. Back then they did, but now they don't. Who's hindering you? It's your decision, right or wrong. It is your decision. If you want to obey it, if you, want, if you don't want to obey it. But if you're going to obey it, you got to obey all the truth. Amen? Not just some of it. You can't just make things fit in your life. That's not freedom. That's sabotage. That is sabotage. Amen? That's only sabotage. And the only thing waiting for you at the end of that is the grave. This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. This isn't from God. This is from the world. This is from your flesh. It's from the devil. That's where it's from. It's not from God. Leaven is sin. It's translated sin. A little leaven. Leaven if the whole lump. I have confidence in you through the Lord that ye will be none otherwise minded, but he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he or she be. Whoever putting these thoughts in your brain of this is wrong about the word of God, this is wrong about this is wrong about that, it's your choice. Listen to them if you want to. If that's what you want to do, you go ahead and do that. So when the consequences come, guess what? It's also on you because you chose to do that. 11. And that, like Paul said, that person will be dealt with. 
by God. And I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Question. Then is the offense of the cross ceased? It's not. I would they were even cut off, which trouble you, and they will be shortly. For brethren, ye have been called liberty to freedom. Only use not liberty as an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. What does he mean by using the liberty as a cloak? Using your liberty as occasion to the flesh. Calling yourself a Christian to get the benefits of a Christian from man because God ain't going to give them to you because God knows you're a fake. But when most people do this, even music that we listen to, these people are, they're just entertainers. They are just entertainers wanting to be R&B singers. That's exactly what they are. I guess I'll sing gospel for the next list thing because I, I don't want to look bad. I got some balls. They're just entertainers, literally. I know for a fact. Don't use your freedom to make other Christians look bad. Don't use your freedom to make God and Christ look bad. Amen? Don't do that. If you have freedom because of Jesus Christ, you have to use it properly. You have to use it wisely. Amen? It's your choice. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Period. Simple as that. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. Stop trying to be better than the other. And just love one another. There's no reason for that. Amen. There's no reason for you to try to be better than the person sitting next to you or the person in front of you or the person behind you. There's no reason. Everything's not the Olympics. It's not a race. Amen. We don't have to Run to get somewhere before somebody. We have to run to do something before somebody. God sees that. That's what you use your liberty as. It's not good. You should use your liberty to love one another instead of devouring and bite and I'm backbiting one another and be happy for one another and be civil with one another and approving one another, right? Wanting to be around each other Instead of behind someone's back, making getting a screw face or making a funny face or doing something that's so rude and horrible. That's not of God. It's just not. Now, you know me personally, me and myself. If I have something to say, I will just say it to you, right? I won't take it any way you want to. It's from my heart, from my heart. That's why I'm telling you. But I ain't going to go behind your back and tell you because then I'm not telling you, right? 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. True facts. The lust of the flesh is only what? Self-gratification. I only think about me. I don't think about others. It's, it's always been about me. I never think about anyone but myself. Self-gratification. There's a whole message on self-gratification. That's fulfilling the lust of the flesh. That's what you use your freedom for? Really? Kind of high schoolish, right? Kind of Satanish, too. 17. For the flesh lusteth, lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that they cannot do the things that ye would. 
You cannot do what God wants you to do because you have no control over your flesh at all. So therefore, because you have no control over your flesh and your spirit, actually, don't blame it all on your flesh and your spirit, which is your thought process, which controls your flesh. You must be some type of person, right? You got to be some type of person to blame it on the flesh all the time. It's my, it ain't your flesh, actually. It's not. It's, it's your little spirit inside of you, which makes up the flesh. It feels the flesh. So it looks like it's your flesh, but it's your thought process, which is your spirit. So there's a deeper problem. How could you please God unless you let your spirit, coupled with the Holy Spirit, lead your spirit? You cannot. It's impossible. But if you've been led of the Spirit, there you go. You are not under the law. You're not under the law of man at all if you're led of the Spirit. Because when you have the fruits of the Spirit, there's no law that can come against you, and that's the truth. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, which is bad, fornication, which is bad, uncleanness, which is bad, mischievousness, which is bad, idolatry, which is bad, witchcraft, which is bad, hatred, which is bad, variance, which is bad, Illuma, illuminations, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revilings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That is your exit out when you do these things. Pornography is in here. Lying's in here. Witchcraft, envy, fornication, super lust, seditions, all these things. Drunkenness. Drunkenness will keep you out of heaven? Really? Drunkenness? See, people read this, but they don't go over these things. Drunkenness will keep you out of heaven? Yep, it will. Because think about this. Can God use a drunk? Can he use someone who's high? No. Can he say, hey, smoke that blunt? And then I want you to talk to that person over there. Hey, you drink that Coors Light or you drink that Heineken, I want you to call over there. He's not saying. He's not saying to do that. He don't want you doing that. Let me read this again. I have also told you in time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You can't have forgiveness for these things? He didn't say that. He didn't say that at all. What he's saying is, if you're doing these things, are you asking for forgiveness for these things? You're not. If you're doing them, you're not asking for forgiveness for them. How could you be doing something and asking for forgiveness for what you're doing still? That's a no-brainer, right? You can't. It's impossible. So therefore, you're doing them because you're comfortable with them. You chose to do these things with your freedom that Christ gave you, that he gave you. 
Mind you, the angels are watching, God's watching. He sees everything you're doing. He sees when you do stuff at night. He sees when you do stuff during the daytime. He sees whatever you do. And that's what you do with your freedom, right? The world we live in, we live in a party world. Everyone wants to party in this world. And you can't have a good time without what? Getting drunk and getting high. Unless you're a real Christian, then you can have a good time. But even a real Christian would say sometimes, this party is so dull. There's no alcohol. There's no weed. The thing is this. You cannot have forgiveness for something if you're still doing the thing that you're asking God forgiveness for. Anybody ever thought about sin that way? You ever thought about sin that way? You ever thought about how you'd be like, Lord, I know I watch porn, okay? But I need you to forgive me for this. Okay. He forgives you. But then an hour later, you're doing it again. Can you have forgiveness for what you just did? That means you didn't mean it, right? You got to at least try, right? Lord, I know you said fornication is bad, but what am I supposed to do? Okay. Try looking for a husband or a wife and not somebody to fornicate with, right? Sounds smart to me, right? 22. Enough on that subject. I want you to look at sin differently. And I want you to look at it the way God wants you to look at it. Okay? Because you can't have forgiveness for something that you're still doing. That you have no intentions of changing. That's the thing. No intentions of changing it. 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Period. The law of man won't affect you. Why? Because you're going to do everything right because of the fruits of the spirit that lives inside of you. That's your freedom. You choose, you chose the fruits of the spirit as part of your freedom. And you're going to have a better life than most because Christ is with you. 24. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. It's gone. And if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Just don't say, I'm walking in the spirit. Now, who are you telling that anyway? Okay? That's your business, right? They should see that anyway. They shouldn't have to tell you, I'm walking in the spirit. You shouldn't have to tell them. Amen? If you do, you really ain't. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory. Again, that's selfishness. Amen. Vainglory is selfishness. Provoking one another, envying one another. Why would you do that? Why would you envy someone who loves you enough to try to bring you up? That's stupid, right? That's the dumbest thing in the world. Now they ain't going to bring you up because you screwed yourself. Listen to what Paul's saying. Paul's saying Christ died and gave all that believe in his name freedom. But what have you done with your freedom? Question. Have you taken your freedom from Christ and lived a selfish life? Most do. Most do. They really do. Live a selfish life. Putting God in a back burner. To the point where you lack the fruits of the Spirit. That's a problem. Or do you live a selfless life for Christ Jesus? Where you live in the Spirit. And you serve humbly the great I am, Yahweh, 
or do you backbite each other in jealousy, hatred, lust? If you do that, it's not freedom. It's bondage. It's bondage to the world and it's bondage to Satan and it's bondage to yourself. And it's a problem. Romans 6, 1. We'll get into this stretch of it here. Romans 6, 1, if you have it, say glory to God. For what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Question. The answer. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Because sin leads to death and sin is bondage. So therefore, you're taking your freedom and you're going left with it. Amen? Going left with it. You shouldn't be going left with it. You should be going the way God wants you to go. Know ye not that so many of us, as we're baptized into Jesus Christ, we're baptized into his death? Question. Wherefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Do you have a new life? Or is your life the same thing over and over again? The same way over and over again. You wake up, you have a boiled, two boiled eggs, a little bit of oatmeal, some nuts, some coffee, some tea, some orange juice. That's a lot of stuff. Is that your everyday routine? It's okay to have that routine. What if your routine is sin? What if that's your routine? What if you accepted Christ and your routine is still sin? What if, oh, I just run through this red light, no big deal. It was, and you convinced yourself that it was yellow, right? Okay? It's not a big sin, but still. Think about what I'm saying to you, right? That's not right. What if your routine is backbiting? What if your routine is telling someone that they look nice, but you say to yourself, they really don't? What if that's your routine? What if it's your routine to use people? What if that's your routine? Right? What if that's your routine? That's horrible, right? What if it's your routine to see a need and never fix it? What if that's your routine? What if it's your routine to be rude to people because they got something that you don't? Or to make people feel bad because they got something you don't? What if that's your routine? You're a horrible person, right? Supposed to walk in the newness of life. But how can you walk in the newness of life if you think it's a joke? Because somebody who lives that way thinks it's a joke. Thinks, I was in the store, I was in Walgreens today, and there was a guy in there. And in Walgreens, they say, hey, do you want to donate money to the St. Jude? And I'm a big St. Jude guy to the St. Jude Cancer Foundation, right? So you go in the store and you buy something. And the guy looked at his wallet, and I'm watching him go through his wallet. He got a whole bunch of hundreds, fifties, twenties. Yeah, yeah, at least about $2,000 in his wallet, right? So he kept looking back at me, he said, hey, bro. I said, so she goes, would you like to donate? He said, oh, I thought I told you no. She said, no, you didn't say anything. I said, no, you didn't say anything. He said, oh, no. I said, she said, oh, okay. So then, so then she goes, she goes, he pays for her stuff. $42, right? He's, let me see if I got $42. Already counted $42. We were just flicking his money like this, trying to be a big gun, right? Let me, I'm going to just give you 100 She says, okay, no problem. So she gives him 100 He gives it back. And then he says, all right, take care. She goes, God bless you. He said, thank you. I need that. So I said, excuse me. He said, yeah. What's up, brother? I said, before you go, I said, do you mind? They said, no. I said, okay. So I said, listen, 
I said, if she actually did you want to donate to the Cancer Foundation, I guarantee you there's someone in your life or someone you know who's been affected by cancer you will not donate. And you got about two G's in your wallet. I said, I saw you clear as day. I'm just saying, why wouldn't you do? He said, it's my choice. I said, it is your choice. I said, but if that's your choice to be a scumbag, I said, I'm taking that God bless you back because God ain't blessing nobody like you who can't bless somebody else. He said, you know what? You're right. You're right. I said, I am right. I said, I am right. I said, give something. I said, give anything. Give something, though. I said, how much change you got back from that? He said, $56. I said, give the 56 He said, and I was like, yeah, come on, give it to him. He gave the 56 Right? He said, you're right, man. Thank you. I said, no problem, bro. Be good. He said, yeah. I said, guess what? God bless you. He said, thank you, brother. Thank <laughs> you. Here we go. Five. But if you have been planted together, in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Yes, we know we have two bodies. We have a spiritual body that we will raise in as Christ raised in his spiritual body. Glory to God. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Yes, that flesh. That henceforth we should not serve sin, but we should live to the way of God. We should live to God and for God through Jesus Christ and not live to the flesh. Amen? Now, it says that body of sin be destroyed. Now, we know we, are, we have to be raised in a certain type of way because your spiritual body, even though it's incorruptible, it can still be raised mortal, which is liable to die if it still has that sin on it. Again, that's telling you that the spirit is the thing that moves the flesh because the flesh is going to die anyway but you still could be a jerk in your spirit. Amen? That's why people are sitting in the millennium. Because that's who you were in the first earth age. A straight jerk. When people are a jerk, they're not a jerk. They're not a new, there's no new jerks. There's no new jerks. There's no new idiots or new kick people. There's not a new thing. That's who they are. If someone's a jerk, it's because they were a jerk in the first earth age. And I'm telling you the honest truth. Hands up. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Are you? Are you freed from sin if you're dead? Everything I just told you, are, we, are you freed from sin if you're dead? You are. If you're dead to the ways of the world in the flesh and you live to Christ, you are dead to sin. You're dead to it because he has quickened you. And when you are raised in that incorruptible body, you will have on, you will have on a, a body of deathlessness, Athanasia. But you have to be raised that way because you have to be that way in the flesh already. Already. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Christ. Amen. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. Has no power over Christ. He gave us power over death. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that liveth unto God forever. And he expects you to live unto God forever. Once you give your life to Jesus Christ, and he gives you that freedom, you have the freedom to live your life to Yahweh. Amen? In Jesus Christ. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves 
to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive now through Jesus Christ our Lord. There you go, forever. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies, your flesh bodies, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Don't allow sin to reign in your body. You rebuke it. You say, Lord, forgive me for I have sinned. You look at the sin differently. You let conviction come upon you and you let it do its job. Don't fight it. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead because you were on your way to the grave, but he saved you. Amen. And your members instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Grace saves us because Jesus Christ is grace. The law helps us know what we're doing wrong. That's what the Ten Commandments are for. Five of them are civil. The other five are spiritual. And any other law that man has placed in effect, we have to obey that law. Amen. What then? Question. Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. You have a greater obligation. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servant ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death, that's what it leads to, or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart. From where? From the heart. This is a real thing here. You were circumcised of heart. You've obeyed from the heart. That form of doctrine which was delivered unto you when you heard the truth changed you. The truth didn't cause you to go into a spiral. It changed you. Amen. You don't do those things that are the same. You don't stay the same. You don't act the same. If you were phony when you lived in the flesh and you lived for the flesh, you're not phony while you're living in the spirit. Amen. You're just not. You can't be. And if you are, you ain't trying hard enough. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness, Psalms 32, 2. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. It's bad. For as ye have yielded your members' service unto uncleanness. Remember how you did that? You yielded yourself to uncleanness and you looked for it. And you had friends who were just like you. And they looked for the same thing, uncleanness, lustfulness, covetousness, getting ahead any way you can get ahead. That's what you did when you were in the flesh. That's what you did when you lived your life that way. If you still do that, claiming to be a Christian in Christ, claiming to live in the spirit, you're a hypocrite. I'm reading that again. I speak after the manner of men because the infirmity of the flesh. For as ye have yielded your members' service unto unclean, people worked hard at being bad, don't they? You know how much it takes to be a liar? You know, do you know what it takes to be a liar? You have to keep that going, right? Don't you? It's hard. So someone like me with wisdom says, why do it? Why lie? Be open. Tell the truth. Be open about everything. Have some filters in your mouth, but not all. Amen? So say what you feel and feel what you say. Because anything else is a lie. It's the truth, right? So if someone claimed that they love you, 
right? And then when you're not around, they dog you, right? Is there any truth in that? No, there's no truth in that. No truth in that. If someone says, I love, the, I love your dress, and then when they go look at other people, they're like, you understand what I'm saying to you? Is there any truth in that? You're a horrible person, right? You're a horrible person who cannot be trusted. Who does something like that? I think everyone in this world who loves Christ, who's a good person, whether they love Christ or not, whether they, if they're a good person, they don't even know that God lives in them. They got to just figure it out. But anyone in this world who does good and does what's right, I believe they deserve their flowers. They should not have to fight for a flower. You understand what I'm saying to you? If you love somebody, tell them that you love them. If you dislike somebody, tell them why you dislike them so maybe you can be friends if they can change, right? If you care for somebody, show them that you care for them. Why would you beat around it and be fake towards them? Here's the answer. Because most people are still the same person that they were when they were born. That's why. Most people are still the same person that they were when they were born. Is that not? Is that not crazy that the experiences of life has not changed you? It has embedded you or made you worse? You're like even. You're like in the middle. And now you're trying because you have good experiences and you have bad experiences and some outweigh the other. You're trying to do both. Instead of just choosing a side to say, hey, I'm going to be righteous because God is righteous. I'm not going to be an instrument for sin because that's the devil. That's the world. The world's going to hell in a handbasket. I'm not doing that. Right? Think about what I'm saying. Think about what Paul's saying. Think about what God's saying. It's the truth. For when, 20, for when you were the service of sin, you were free from righteousness. Yes, that was your right. That was your liberty to be a servant of sin. What fruit had ye then in those things? Therefore, ye are now ashamed of. Are you ashamed of them? Because guess what? If you are ashamed of the way you used to be in life, you will not be the same way that you were back then today, claiming to be a Christian. Right? For the end of those things is death. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit of holiness, unto holiness, and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He gives us freedom. We must stand in that freedom. And he didn't just give us freedom. He gave us wisdom to dwell in that freedom, to make right decisions in that freedom. He gave us the option to say, okay, this works for me. This doesn't work for me. Sin don't work for me. God works for me. I'm dwelling in freedom. I'm dwelling in the freedom of God. I'm not going to be fake. I'm not going to be phony. As truth keepers, truth holders, light bearers of God's truth, of his secret, we must choose freedom from Christ and not sin from ourselves and Satan in the world. We are obligated as light bearers to carry that light to the world and cast out darkness. 
not embrace it. Do not embrace darkness. Do not embrace the old way. Do not embrace who you used to be for that person is dead. That person should remain dead. Stop resurrecting them. Stop digging them up. Stop digging her up. Amen. Sin leads to death. Freedom in Christ leads to eternal life. Second Corinthians 3, 12. Seeing then that ye have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. And not as Moses, which put a veil over his face that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished, but their minds were blinded. For until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. What is Paul saying here? Paul's saying that the people had such fear for change. They had such fear when they saw Moses come down and the space shine with the Shekinah glory of God. It freaked them out. Like most people, when they see anything spiritual, it's going to freak them out. But if you know it's of God, why, why is it freaking you out? Why is it making you crazy inside? I tell you why. Because you're crazy inside. Now, these people said, please don't come to us after you've done speaking to God. And it's too much for us and our children and our wives. Well, down there with your face. So Moses was marrying mass before COVID even came around. He had to. Because they was freaking out. His hair, everything. His whole body was illuminating. But his hair and his beard and his eyes. And he would usually go up during the nighttime. So he coming down looking like, it was something, right? Imagine that. So they made him wear a veil. And they had a problem with God. Most of them didn't enter into the promised land because of their unbelief. And even today, when the word of God is spoken to them concerning Jesus Christ, concerning he who is to come, there's a division amongst the people, and they don't believe that Jesus Christ came yet. So therefore, there's a block there. There's something blocking their minds, and that thing is the veil. It literally covers their eyes from seeing the truth. Literally. That's what they chose to do with their freedom. See that? God just delivered them. Yahweh the great I am just delivered them from Egypt. And they chose to be afraid of he who delivered them? And they chose not to have faith and believe in he who delivered them, who gave them their freedom. And the, most of the time when they were in the world, they would say, can't you provide us a table? We're not savages. Is, what, is this all we get manna? Can we get some meat up in here? Is there not enough water for our cattle, for our children, for our wives, for us, for us working? Do we not need water? We're going to die of thirst in the desert. Moses would say, you want me to bring, you want God to bring water from this rock? God said, strike the rock. Moses struck the rock, water gushed out. They got all the water they needed. And that very rock is Jesus Christ. It went everywhere with them. So they always had water. But they always complained. And why do people complain? Because they don't believe. Watch this. I'm going to read fortune again. But their minds were blinded, for unto this day remaineth the same veil untaken away. 
untaken away. So that means it's from God. This is that strong delusion in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. The veil is removed in Christ. You can walk right in, can't you? When Christ died, the veil was split from top to bottom. He was on that cross and he gave up the spirit. And it was given to the 12 tribes of Israel and anyone who don't want to believe in Jesus Christ. It's a problem. But even until this day when Moses is read, the veil is upon their what? It's upon their hearts. How could you understand if your heart is covered? And how could you understand if your heart's covered because you have no faith? So this is strong delusion all day. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. So what happens when you turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. So what is Israel missing? Israel is missing, like most people, the truth about who Jesus Christ actually is. Even though it was given to them. And because it was given to them and they did not believe it, a veil was upon their face so that they do not commit the unforgivable sin. Because they know the truth. So we thank God, but he knows what he's doing. Amen. And even to this day, when Moses is read, and Moses spoke of things pertaining concerning Jesus Christ, fulfilling the law, fulfilling the Old Testament, and bringing in the New Testament. They had a problem with that. This is why they sought to kill Paul and they sought to kill the apostles and they crucified Jesus Christ because they have a problem with it. This is why I am persecuted. This is why Pastor Murray and Dennis is persecuted. This is why all prophets are persecuted. And if you teach the word of God with fire and vigor, you're going to be persecuted. It's just the way it is. Roll some heads. 16. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the vow shall be taken away. When who turned to the Lord? What's it? When these people turn to the Lord, the true Christ, the vow will be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit, and we're that. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? What's that translated? Freedom. There is freedom. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Enjoy your freedom. Enjoy the freedom that's given to you by God. But the spirit of the Lord is here. And I'm giving you freedom. And I've been giving you freedom through the spirit of God. Don't take your freedom and use it as a cloak. To be bad. Don't do that. Because you carry the name Christian. Don't do that. But be in your freedom to glorify God. And to help others. 18. But we all with one. With open face beholding. Open face. No mask. No veil. As in a glass. The glory of the Lord. Are changed into the same image. From glory to glory. Yeah we made up the image of God. And we're changed to the same image. From glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. When you repent, when you do what you're supposed to do, that glory comes to you over and over and over and over again, that grace of God, which brings in the glory of God because you believe upon him, because you chose to believe upon him. 
Listen, Paul saying the Israelites had a problem with the truth. And God gave them the truth. Therefore, he blinded them so they don't commit the unforgivable sin. Because you can't just love the Old Testament, which speaks of Christ, as Christ fulfilling the old by fulfilling the new as well. What? How could you not want anything to do with the New Testament? How could you not want anything to do with the parts of the Old Testament that speaks of Christ? Right? How could you? But say, we serve God. Do you? Do you serve God? Or do you serve part of God? Because you can't just serve part of God. Because when you just try to serve part of God and make it work for you, the way, we're just going to do it this way. You can't do that. That's removing your liberty altogether. You have no freedom. Now you're in bondage. And that's not a good thing. So they're blind because they don't want to live in the freedom given by Yahweh, the great I am, through the truth and the fulfilling of the old by the new in Christ Jesus. He brought in that New Testament. So the veil remains until this, until they accept Jesus Christ. So they're in bondage until they accept all of Christ, which is all the word of God. So until you, everyone, until you and everyone else truly accept the whole word of Yahweh and not just some of it, bondage is your middle name. And freedom that Christ gives us by faith and deeds will flee from you until you truly believe all the word and become a true doer. That's a fact. Let's close up. Book of John. Book of John. John 28. Christ talking to the Kenites here, Satan's own children. Another video I got to do. The Kenite nation was infiltrated the temple of God as they infiltrated governments and temples and everything today. But God's true children know exactly who they are and exactly where they are. Praise God for truth. So John 8, 28, we're going to close this out. Freedom. Then said Jesus unto them, when ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am, God's sacred name, he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. He's saying, when you put me on that cross and you lift me up on that cross, then you will know who I am. Then you will understand who I am because I'm going to fulfill the word of God to the very T. For I am God and I am the word of God. So therefore, I can't make myself miss. Amen. They would say to him, the Pharisees and Sadducees, these Kenites, while they're at the cross of God, they would say to him, he even quotes scripture now while he's on the cross. Duh. He's the word of God. He's going to fulfill all things. And he's not going to give up the spirit until all things is fulfilled. That was written of him. We got to do the last part. We have to, his election, we must make his enemies his footstool. And that's what we're doing. Glory to God. 29. 
And he that sent me is with me. The Father have not left me alone. He never will when you're serving him. For I do always those things that please him. When you do things that please God, God's always on your side. He's always on your side. There's never a time that God has left me alone. There's never a time that if I'm bothered by something, God, he steps in and fixes it. He just does. Witness that today. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus unto those Jews which believe on him, if ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. But you have to do what? Continue in my word. You have to believe all my word, not just some of it. You want freedom? I'll give you freedom. But you have to believe all the word of God. Because if you don't believe all the word of God, you can't just make, take what you want from the word of God. You can't do that. You have to believe all of it and live by all of it. Freedom is yours. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you up. It will make you free. Truth sets us free. But you have to live by the truth in order to be free. And if you're living by the truth, you're living to Jesus Christ. And if you're living to Jesus Christ, you are living to the great I am, Yahweh, period. Then answered him, we be Abraham's seed and never, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Uh-oh, here's the pride on human beings. You weren't always in the truth. You didn't always know the truth. And talking to these Kenites, guess what? You're not in the truth. You're a liar, a cheat, and a no good. That's exactly who you are. You're in bondage. He's saying, if you get right and you come to me and you convert to me, to my way, then you will have freedom. But because you think you don't sin, and because you think you're not in bondage and that sin doesn't lay with you, your sin remains. Don't you want to be made free from sin? 34, Jesus answered them, Really I say unto you, truly I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore make, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. There's nothing stopping it. Satan can't stop it. The world can't stop it. Your flesh can't stop it. If I make you free, it's a guaranteed freedom. It's a guaranteed freedom. Because there's power behind the freedom of God. 37. I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me. Just made a joke there. He knows they're not Abraham's seed. I know you, basically, this is how we said it. I know you call yourself Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me. Because my word have no place in you. My truth has no place in you. Because his truth holds no lie, it holds no falsehood, it holds no deceit, it holds no guile, it holds no lust. For certain people, they need all that. People in some relationships, they need drama to function. They can't function without drama. Oh, you calm? You collective? I'm going to call you nonchalant. That's trouble. <laughs> Could you please stop hitting me in my head? Why are you acting like that? I'm just playing with you. Drama for no reason. No reason at all. 
Why do you like drama? Why do human beings like drama? I call this drama. Why do they like drama? I don't know. Maybe because Satan likes drama? Here we go. They like drama because they're not free. They're in bondage to themselves. They're in bondage to their old ways. They're in bondage to the devil. And they're in bondage to sin. And all those things loves company. Amen. It's a problem. I speak that which I have seen with my father. Capital F. And ye do that which ye have seen with your father. Lowercase F. That's Satan. One's Yahweh. Capital F. The other one's Satan. Lower F. He's speaking to them plainly. He has the freedom to do. God gave him that. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, if ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the deeds of Abraham. But now ye seek to kill me. A man that have told you the truth. Why do you have beef with me at all? I've only gave, given you truth. I've only been good to you. I've only told you things that will better you. Why is there beef with me? Why do you have a problem with me? Why do you sit around and talk bad about me? That's the question. I've only given you truth. I've only given you the love of God. I've only given you love. I've only given you correction, which is another form of love. Why do you sit around and speak ill of the truth and of me? That's what Christ is saying. It hurts. Which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Don't you want to be just like your father? You are like your father. You do the deeds of your father. Lowercase f. Then said they unto him, we be not born of fornication. Was that a part of the fruits of the flesh? We be not born of fornication. You are. <laughs> we have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, if God were your father, ye would love me, for I proceed forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. So how in the world could you claim to dislike and hate someone who's sent from God? Is that even normal? But you claim to be a good person? But you claim to have the power, the spirit of freedom living in you? Your freedom is to backbite me. Your freedom is to tear me down. Your freedom is to crucify me. That's their freedom. That's what they want to do with it. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Question. Even because you cannot hear my word, ye are of your father, the devil, lowercase f, and the look of your father, ye will do. That's why you talk bad about me. That's why you hate me. That's why you're jealous. That's why you can't get along with me. That's why you avoid me. That's why you want to crucify me. You smile on my face, but you hate me. He was a murderer from the beginning. 
and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. That's his own language. He created it because God sure didn't. He did not create it in the first earth days. Lies are old, very old. And it all came from the devil, from the first earth age. And he entered into this earth age, the second one, with the same lying tongue and the same lying spirit and the same pride. And his children carry the same thing. It's disgusting. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. You want to question everything that I put out. You want to question the word of God when it's given to you line by line, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. There's no questioning line by line, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. You read what I say. We read it together. How, how could it be a lie? Not changing one word. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Instead, you want to kill me and defraud me. Which of you convinceth me of sin? You can't. And if I say the truth, why do ye not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words, facts, period. Because they have the freedom to listen. It's their choice to hear the truth. That's what they want to do. They're not making up excuses why they can't be here. They're not making up excuses why they can't hear God. That's the devil. Listen to what I'm saying. That is the devil. He that is of God, hear of God's words. Ye therefore hear them not because ye are not of God. To hear truth and to live truth. You must be of Yahweh, period, hands down. It's your choice. It's the world's choice to use your liberty to glorify God and Jesus Christ and to live by his name or it is your choice to glorify yourself, the world, and eventually Satan. Remember to stand in the grace of God because that's where he wants you. God bless you all. I love you all. All glory and praise to the Father and the Son. I take credit for nothing. In Jesus' name, amen.